Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. And welcome to Happy Beeps. I'm your host, Jennifer Landa, and today's episode is all about the symbolism of masks in Star Wars. 
Whether it's Darth Vader's iconic face mask or Enfys Nest's helmet, there is no denying that masks have played an integral part in Star Wars, both in-universe and in our pop culture. It's something I had never really thought about until Force Center listener Just Joshing at that guy from MD on Twitter shared that after reading the Phasma novel, he realized how symbolic masks are in Star Wars stories. So today, I thought it'd be fun to take a closer look at the history and ideas behind the masks in that galaxy far, far away. What are these disguises worn by our Star Wars heroes and villains meant to symbolize? What do they represent to us, the fans, and the characters themselves? We'll try to find out on this Happy Beeps episode. If you look at the Star Wars franchise, it's pretty amazing how many masks are used in the films. And I'm not even referring to the creature masks they use in the cantina scene in A New Hope. From the prequels to the sequels, masks and helmets are used so often, the costume choices become synonymous with Star Wars. Take Spaceballs, for example. The main visual gags in the film are the ridiculous helmets the characters wear that are meant to parody Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers. Star Wars is all about the helmets, but if we look a little deeper, what they represent is a lot more than a cool costume choice. One of the most iconic helmets in Star Wars, besides Vader, is worn by the stormtroopers in the original trilogy. Their all-white armor and helmet are eye-catching and instantly recognizable to most everyone. Even if they haven't seen Star Wars, they know it's from that galaxy. If you've ever seen a group of 501st stormtroopers walking through a con, it is an intimidating sight, partially because of what they represent, but for me, it's that they all look eerily identical. In the Star Wars films, they are faceless men who put aside their own thoughts and feelings in order to serve the Empire. If you don't serve the Empire, you are their enemy, and they will either kill you or capture you. So when I see that group of stormtroopers walking towards me at Star Wars Celebration, I can't help but feel a chill run down my spine, even though I know some of my friends are wearing that armor. Over the years, stormtroopers have become somewhat of a joke in pop culture. They can't aim, they hit their heads on doorways, and they're no match against a bunch of furry teddy bears throwing rocks. But you can't deny that what they represent is very powerful in the Star Wars story. Stormtroopers represent an unwavering devotion to a tyrannical autocracy that is intent on hurting the galaxy. Unlike clone troopers, who were literally created to serve, stormtroopers were human recruits. By the time the First Order comes into power, they're no longer relying on just recruits, though. Children like Finn are being taken from their families and sold to the First Order to become part of their expanding army. When The Force Awakens begins, we see an opening shot of a group of identical-looking stormtroopers on their way to a combat mission on Jakku. It's a striking image because all of them are standing there in silence, staring straight ahead. If you didn't know they were human, you might think they were a bunch of droids. Later in the scene, when the troopers are invading the village, we see a fatally wounded stormtrooper with a bloody glove reaching up, and then during his last breath, smearing the helmet of his fellow trooper FN-2187, who was huddled over him. These three bloody streaks on 2187's helmet suddenly mark this trooper as different from the other troopers. 
and the marks represent the internal change that has occurred to 2187 underneath the mask. Throughout the rest of the scene, we see 2187 witnessing the brutality of the First Order and making the decision that he is not going to kill for them. But he is still wearing the mask. It's only through his body language and the bloody marks on his helmet that we know 2187 has had a moral awakening. FN2187 transforms into Finn when he takes off his mask, literally and figuratively, and offers to help Poe. Listen carefully. If you do exactly as I say, I can get you out of here. What? This is a rescue. I'm helping you escape. Can you fly a TIE fighter? You with the resistance? What? No, no, no. I'm breaking you out. Can you fly a TIE I fighter? I can fly anything. Why? Why are you helping me? Because it's the right thing to do. You need a pilot. I need a pilot. When writing The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams, Michael Arndt, and Lawrence Kasdan were trying to figure out who the male lead of the film would be. According to Arndt, they talked about pirates and merchant marines and were struggling to come up with it until Lawrence Kasdan got a little irked and said, You guys, you're not thinking big. What if he's a stormtrooper that ran away? Kasdan felt it would be incredible to have the protagonist be from a group of previously faceless, indistinguishable automatons. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. While Finn discovers his true self by taking off his mask, Darth Vader puts a mask on in order to extinguish his true self. Vader's mask hides his identity as Anakin Skywalker, while also giving him a new identity as a Dark Lord of the Sith. Unlike Stormtroopers, Captain Phasma, or Kylo Ren, Darth Vader physically needs his mask to live. He has no choice but to wear the mask. And so, the mask both physically and emotionally transforms him into a monster to be feared. Anakin Skywalker is dead, and Vader, with the help of his mask, is born. This is why, at the end of Return of the Jedi, it is such a powerful moment when he asks Luke to help him take off his mask. Luke, help me take this mask off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once, let me look on you with my own eyes. He wants the mask to be removed to strip him of his identity as Vader and restore him to his identity of Anakin, his true self. He wants to look at his son as Anakin, Luke's father. George Lucas makes the symbolism in this scene crystal clear so that fans of all ages will understand what Vader's mask represents. I don't remember the first time I saw Vader without his helmet in Jedi, but I do remember being a little scared of old Anakin Skywalker when I was a kid. He looked so pale and he had gashes on his head and face and it just really frightened me. Without his mask, Anakin looked like a battered old man who had suffered from the terrible choices he had made. But most importantly, without the mask, he no longer looked more machine than man. He looked human. And I remember thinking as a kid, I wonder what his life would have been like if he hadn't made such bad choices. Darth Vader's mask is now iconic, but it all started with a Ralph McQuarrie sketch many years ago. McQuarrie once said, quote, Early in the script, there was a description of Vader crossing between two ships in space, so I created this mask so he could breathe in space with a suggestion of teeth in the mask's grill work, end quote. From the sketch, costume designer John Molo made some sketches of his own, incorporating elements of samurai and real-life uniforms that are associated with war and evil. For Vader's helmet, Molo took inspiration from the shiny black headgear Nazis wore during World War II. Once the ensemble was fine-tuned, 
He hired costumers to create Vader's suit, and sculptor Brian Muir sculpted the mask, chest box, belt, shoulder bells, shins, and the rest of the armor. Darth Vader's helmet and mask instantly let the audience know, hey, this is the villain of the movie. But how do you create a mask that conveys ruthlessness, mystery, and an effortless cool? Bring in Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnston. For The Empire Strikes Back, George Lucas had an idea for a group of super troopers that would be more advanced versions of the troopers in A New Hope. McQuarrie sketched up a design, and while George opted to not go the super trooper route, those original sketches would serve as the basis for Boba Fett. McQuarrie worked alongside Star Wars art director Joe Johnston, who took McQuarrie's original idea and sketched the familiar design of Boba Fett. The character originally started off completely white, but eventually Joe Johnston would add more colors to his costume until he became the bounty hunter we know today. A whole generation of fans fell in love with Boba Fett simply because of his cool mask. Because Boba's identity was always concealed, he was a mysterious figure who had minimal dialogue, but he had a cape and a jetpack, and for legions of fans, that was enough. In some ways, Boba's mask allowed fans to project whatever they wanted onto Boba Fett. Fans made up all sorts of headcanon about his past long before the EU and the prequels. The genius about Boba Fett is that his costume gives you everything you need to know about the character. George didn't need to give him more lines or rich backstory for audiences to understand exactly who he is the moment he steps on screen. Masks give specific identities to faceless and sometimes voiceless characters. Lawrence and John Kasdan took this idea and used it to give audiences an unexpected reveal at the end of Solo, A Star Wars Story. When we see Emphis Nest at the beginning of Solo, the character is an ominous and dangerous figure that threatens our heroes. The voice of the character is disguised, but is in a lower register and therefore might make the audience think Emphis is a man. Enough! I'm going in! In fact, everything about Emphis Ness's appearance is meant to mislead the audience. It's playing on tropes and stereotypes of who badass characters typically are in movies. Emphis is incredibly strong and an expert fighter that dominates Tobias on the conveyor. Many people watching this scene might assume Emphis is a really buff dude. There have been rumors that the character was actually a woman, so I knew that information going into the film. So for some, it wasn't a shock that the big reveal was that Enfys Nest was a woman. What was shocking for me, and for many others, was that Enfys was an innocent-looking teenager. Enfys is only a kid, but because the Empire and the Five Syndicates brutalized her homeworld, she has been forced to live a cruel life far beyond her years. Enfys comes from a family of women who fought to protect the galaxy for generations, and she wears the mask that once belonged to her mother. Her mother was a leader of the Cloud Riders, but when she died, Enfys, at the age of 16, was forced to wear the mask and take up her mother's mantle. What I love about Enfys' mask is that it allows her to build a feared and powerful reputation that she might otherwise not have if people knew she was a young woman. Enfys Nest has become beloved in the fandom, 
because she is an empowered female character that uses her mask to give her the equality she might otherwise be denied in the galaxy. She also represents the spirit of the rebellion. This can be seen directly on top of Emphasis' helmet. The inscription translated reads, quote, Until we reach the last edge, the last opening, the last star, and can go no higher, end quote. When screenwriter John Kasdan was asked on Twitter, who fans could thank for creating Emphis Nest, he said, quote, Thank the incomparable Macy Williams, because we knew we wanted a character in Star Wars that at least aspired to be, like, a fraction as badass as Arya Stark, end quote. Emphis Nest wears an Ubi's helmet, which is interesting since there is another female character in Star Wars that wears an Ubi's mask. When I watched Return of the Jedi as a kid, one of my favorite moments was when Leia walked into Jabba's palace, disguised as a fearless bounty hunter, Bausch. The, the mighty Jabba asks why he must pay 50,000. Hey, you're told. Because he's holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> Leia used her disguise to not only conceal her identity, but take on the identity of Bausch the bounty hunter. You see, Bausch was a real person in the galaxy who had a reputation for being dangerous and intimidating. And we learn from an episode of Forces of Destiny that it was Maz's idea to use Bausch's armor and helmet as a disguise for Leia's mission. We've got a problem. What the what? No, that's the solution. How? You need a disguise and a bounty hunter is perfect. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Taking on the identity of a well-known bounty hunter makes sense, since Leia's lie to Jabba is that she wants the bounty on Chewbacca. But it is interesting that Leia uses the disguise of a male bounty hunter in order to deal with Jabba the Hutt. Perhaps Maz knew it was the only way Jabba would take her seriously. When Jabba discovers that Bausch is actually a woman, specifically Princess Leia trying to free Han, it becomes even more infuriating and humiliating that he enslaves her and makes her wear a skimpy bikini for his pleasure. In some ways, the Bausch mask was equally about concealing her gender as it was concealing her true identity. As a woman living in our galaxy, I can understand the desire and benefit in concealing my gender identity. If I were to wear a mask and armor so people thought I was a man, I would personally feel safer walking about the city, immune to any sexual harassment, and in a strange way, I'd kind of feel invisible. This is why when we first meet Rey in The Force Awakens, I thought it was such a smart costuming choice to cover her completely from head to toe. She is faceless, and in a way, genderless. She is no one from nowhere. She is invisible. This costume in The Force Awakens shows how she, a young woman, all on her own, has been able to survive in the desert all these years. Not only does it conceal her gender, it makes her fit in with the other scavengers on Jakku, who all wear masks, from Tito to Unkar's thugs. Masks in the sequel trilogy take on an even bigger role than in the OT or prequels, I won't get into Delilah Dawson's novel Phasma because I haven't read it, but I do know that masks play an integral role in Phasma's origin story. Instead, I want to look at the most important mask in the sequel trilogy that belongs to Kylo Ren. 
When we first meet Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens, he is trying really hard to be the most evil bad guy he can be. Kylo wears his mask, not because it keeps him alive like his grandfather's, but because he wants to strike fear in everyone he meets. Because Kylo Ren is still internally conflicted and acts like an angsty teenager throughout the movie, it's like he's using the mask to convince himself that he is a true servant of the dark side. Kylo Ren uses his mask to intimidate everyone around him, but when Rey calls him, quote, a creature in a mask, end quote, during the interrogation scene, he suddenly decides to remove his helmet. You still want to kill me? That happens when you're being hunted by a creature in a mask. It's an interesting choice, and I think he does this as a way to connect with Rey. It's clear he's affected by her insult and wants to prove to her that he's not really a monster, even though he wants everyone else to think that. It's the first vulnerable moment we see of Kylo Ren and the first glimpse at his internal conflict. When Rey sees him without the mask, she gives a look of surprise. He's not a mean-looking creature. He's a young man who is clearly trying to be something he is not. Yet. The moment he takes off his mask to reveal his nicely coiffed hairdo, it got an unintentional laughs in the theater. I think the reason that moment is funny is because he looks like a kid who has been playing dress-up as the bad guy. But that's what makes the character of Kylo Ren a new take on the typical Star Wars villain. Underneath his combat helmet is not a shriveled prune face. He's a fresh-faced, young-looking man with nice, healthy hair. Kylo Ren can't see this about himself, but his father, Han Solo, can. It's why that final exchange between father and son on Starkiller Base is so powerful. Take off that mask. You don't need it. What do you think you'll see if I do? The face of my son. Han is telling him to both literally and figuratively take off his mask. Let's talk as father and son because I know you and I know you're not this monster that you're pretending to be. Your son, he's gone. He was weak and foolish like his father. So I destroyed him. That's what Snoke wants you to believe. But it's not true. My son is alive. I found this moment to be so real, particularly because I was once an angsty teenager myself, and I used to wear all sorts of weird outfits as a mask to hide my pain. And it felt like a layer of protection that would keep people at a distance so I wouldn't have to feel anything or be hurt by anyone. So Kylo's mask isn't hiding horrific burned flesh like his grandfather. It's hiding the internal wounds and scars that are causing him pain. His menacing-looking helmet gives him control over situations so he won't get hurt by anyone, metaphorically speaking. And so when his father confronts him and tries to show how much he cares for him, Kylo Ren begins to feel his control slipping. I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. 
The pain he is referring to, in my opinion, is the hurt he feels his father caused him. Here in this moment, he is maskless and vulnerable to the one man who knows who Ben Solo really is. So the only way to get rid of that pain, embrace the dark side completely, and kill Ben Solo's identity completely, is to kill his father. What's interesting is seeing how Kylo Ren's reliance upon his mask changes in The Last Jedi. When he meets with Snoke at the beginning of the film, Snoke asks Kylo, How's your wound? It's nothing. At this point in the story, Kylo Ren is now using his mask to hide his shame of, as Snoke puts it, Bested by a girl who had never held a lightsaber, you failed! Han Solo believed he could see the true person behind the mask, which is why he ordered his son to take it off. Snoke too believes the mask is not a real representation of who Kylo Ren is, and so... I've given everything I have to you. To the dark side. Take that ridiculous thing off. Both men, who are father figures, are basically telling him... You're not fooling anyone with that mask, tough guy. Alas, you're no Vader. You're just a child. In a mask. Talk about humiliating. It's almost understandable why Kylo Ren would bash his helmet in the elevator immediately following his meeting with Snoke. What I really like about this whole sequence is how Snoke is actually calling out, in story, the symbolism and importance of Vader's mask. Vader's feared reputation in the galaxy has become solidified in part because of his intimidating appearance. Obviously, we as the audience know this, but to have a character in the film say it is great because it shows the impact the legend of Darth Vader has had on the galaxy. And in the story, we know how much Vader's helmet represents to Kylo Ren. He's practically built a little shrine to it in The Force Awakens, and basically prays to it like a god. It's almost like the helmet symbolizes pure dark side energy that Kylo Ren is hoping he can absorb. I think we'll see Vader's helmet again in Episode 9, but will it still symbolize what it has for Kylo Ren in the past? We'll have to wait and see. What I love about this sequel trilogy era is that masks in Star Wars have come to symbolize something special for us, the fans, and also the characters in the stories as well. The lore and legends of the heroes and villains who have worn the masks have taken on lives of their own. And whether you're a seven-year-old kid, or a 40-year-old adult, or Enfys Nest, or Kylo Ren, it's tough to imagine what our lives would be like without these masks. A special thank you to Just Joshing at that guy from MD on Twitter for this great topic today. If there is a topic that you'd like me to dive into, you can let me know on Twitter at Jennifer Landa, hashtag Happy Beeps, or my Facebook page. And if you want to see me wearing various Star Wars masks, you can find those ridiculous photos on Instagram at Jennifer Landa or in video form at youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. Many thanks to Tony Thaxton, 
our musical maestro for our Happy Beeps theme songs. If you like Star Wars songs, be sure to check out his page at patreon.com slash cloudcitysoundtrack. He is cranking out those Star Wars hits. And as always, if you want to find out how to support what we do here at Four Center, you can visit our site at patreon.com slash center. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, beep-bop-boop. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.